welcome to Untold Physio Stories podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. Try these in your practice. Email my exclusive promo code MMT2 to helix at helix4, the number four, pain.com to receive samples of these new professional pain relief creams and find a medical to supply distributor near you. You'll get a starter kit with several samples, patient information brochures, and it's a great way to help patients and grow your practice. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories podcast. I'm one of your host, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and our four-month online mentoring program, Modern Rehab Mastery. My co-host, Dr. Andrew Rothschild, is not here today, uh, but I have a very special guest all the way from sunny Australia, Darren Goralski. How's it going uh, this morning for you and, and tonight for me? Um, hey, Urson, thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast. Um, it's a beautiful day here in Melbourne, Australia. Um, and just to clarify um, any confusion around my accent, it's actually South African, but I have been living in Australia for in Melbourne for 25 years. So anyone trying to fi- um, place my misplaced accent, that's why it doesn't sound Australian. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I see that now. I uh, I wouldn't have ignorantly I wouldn't have thought anything the first time we spoke, but now I can definitely hear it for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so that... what do you, why don't you give a quick intro of you and your practice, and then uh, you can go ahead and tell your story. So um, I'm the principal physiotherapist and director of quite a unique practice. It's called Melbourne TMJ and Facial Pain Center. Um, it's a multidisciplinary practice set up specifically to help patients with TMJ, um, orofacial pain and other associated symptoms. Um, And on our team, we have uh, physiotherapists and osteopaths trained to do the same thing, uh, which is in our practice approach. Um, We have dentists on our team that also treat TMJ related pain, but also look at the sleep apnea connection to these patients Uh, and we have a GP on our team who specializes in using um, Botox and related products to have a muscle relaxation effect for patients that might not be responding as well as we would like or that are in acute pain um, and um, therefore uh, it, it affects our ability to actually treat them with our manual therapy so we, but we we only incorporate the the Botox, you know, as an aspect of the treatment. It's never the standalone treatment. Um, neither is occlusal splinting. Um, and then the last professional on our team is an orofacial myofunctional therapist who looks at motor control in regards to tongue function, breathing, chewing, and swallowing. So it is a multidisciplinary approach and. Um, we love the work that we do. We get people coming from all over the state of Victoria to see us. And um, one of the interesting things um, that has happened recently, uh, which is how we landed up talking about this particular case, is um, we've been looking at for a while, we've become aware of the influence of lack of tongue mobility 
on TMJ functions. So we're talking about patients that either have weakness in their tongue, they don't have good proprioception and they don't know where to place their tongue um, on, the, on which should be on the roof of their mouth um, and breathing nasally. Uh, but if somebody has weakness or lack of proprioception, that's something that needs to be retrained. Sometimes that comes out of a physical restriction. So ankyloglossia or tongue tie, uh, where the frenulum is too tight or it's attached too close to the edge of the tongue, which basically means that that tongue can't elevate into its natural position. And the consequence of that is that there's a lot of floor of the mouth lifting in, in, in response. Um, and all those muscles at the front of the neck are gonna be working under tension. When we nasally breathe and the tongue is in the correct position, what it does is it places the TMJ into the most relaxed position because the masseters, temporalis, all the elevators can relax. Um, whereas if we mouth breathing, um, and that may be associated with the, the tongue tie, um, what happens is with a forward head posture, there's a stretch on the mandibular retruders and depressors. They become overactive and to counteract that we use the elevators. So these are the masseters temporalis, the muscles which are already overactive in these clenching patients. So it's kind of like we're fighting against each ourselves if, if we have that set up. So we've, we've been conscious of looking for tongue ties and referring the occasional patient off to have a tongue tie release. And um, Urson, when you and I were chatting the other night, um, and um, you said that uh, you know not too many things have blown your mind in the in the recent past. Uh, well, this this was a, a big kind of light bulb moment for me too. So this patient, um, her name is Megan, had been coming for treatment. She was she presented complaining of jaw pain uh, with with eating. She had headaches, which were both temporomandibular and um, cervicogenic headaches. She was complaining of ear, ear fullness, ear blocking, um, as well as a chronically stiff neck. And uh, when we examined her, we one of the things that was obvious at the time was that she actually had a very obvious tongue tie. Um, but we kind of put it in the back pocket and said, look, this is a finding. Let's see how we go with the treatment. Um, and our treatment always focuses on improving the mechanics of the jaw as well as the craniocervical and cervicothoracic region. Um, lots of education around posture and sleeping position and trying to promote lots of parasympathetic function. So we, we went through our natural process with her and she, she did improve, um, but there, there was still a lot, of, uh, a lot of tension in the masseters, a lot of stiffness in the neck, uh, despite our treatments. And um, the other thing that I should mention about her clinical presentation is that she has a chronic uh, closed lock. So an anterior disc displacement without reduction and limited opening. Um, so she wasn't able to achieve her 45 millimeters of normal opening. She was kind of in the high 30s. And um, we know with the chronic closed locks that we're probably not going to improve that much beyond the early 40s. Um, but it was this ongoing uh, issue with, with 
overactivity through the masseters and, and, and the neck muscles, the, the traps and the sternocleidomastoids. Um, and we decided she, she had actually seen a ENT for her child um, and got an opinion from the ENT who said, yes, we can do a tongue tie release for you. But um, we landed up referring her to a, a, um, a dentist that specializes in this work because any tongue tie release that happens, there needs to be some prehab and there needs to be some rehab because there's a really high percentage of people who will just basically adhese again if they don't keep the tongue mobile and retrain it to do its normal function. So I saw her the other day because I'm not currently treating her myself. She's seeing one of my team members. And um, I was aware that she had just had the tongue tie. Um, and so I said to her in passing, how, how are you feeling? And she said it was the most incredible thing um, experiencing this tongue tie release, which is done with a water laser laser. Um, she said she could literally feel how her neck muscles um, and, and submandibular muscles were just releasing as the tongue tie was being released. Um, and I have actually treated her since then because I, I took over one of her sessions um, and it's definitely made a significant difference to her uh, muscle tension and even her cervical range of motion has improved by virtue of the fact that the tension in all the tissues in the fascia um, has been released. So yeah, it was a, a really interesting case. Um, and that's what led to this podcast. Yeah, you know, and and unfortunately, Darren had told me quickly, not in this much detail, this story, because <laughs> when he told me, my head really exploded. I mean, I, it wasn't something that I, I had ever thought of. Um, you know, of course, having trained with Roccobato, I learned all about lingual re-education and restoring lingual proprioception. And, and that's always high on my list to do because of course many patients are tongue thrusters, but it never occurred to me that it would that to even look for um, something like a tongue tie. Um, but yeah, but I do, I, I had personal experience on it too, is that my, my sixth child, wife had nursed all of them, um, very, you know, all five with mild problems. She had to go to um, some um, lactation specialists for, you know, a couple just to get the latch correctly and everything. But this this last one who was, who ends up being one of our largest kids, um, as large as, you know, like a, an Indian person and a Filipino could have, <laughs> um, she just couldn't get him to latch and latching was so painful. And also like between the first and second visit, uh, he, he started losing weight. So they were saying, oh, he might have failure to thrive. And it was a really big deal, you know, when a baby is losing weight and not able to nurse. And we really are adamant about nursing. We don't want to supplement. Um, and, and nursing was just so painful for her. And, you know, she suggested to the doctor um, when she saw the midwife said, oh, you know, maybe he has a tongue tie and you should suggest that to the pediatrician. Pediatrician just totally like shut us down. Like, oh, that's ridiculous. I've never, I don't believe in such things. And, um, you know, I, I would never do a procedure like that. So we, we looked around, we found another doctor to release it. Um, I think the lactation consultant actually confirmed that, uh, that he had a tongue tie. And, um, and it, you know, it was done outpatient with a very quick with a laser. And as soon as it was done, like my, my wife felt like an immediate latch. He 
started, you know, nursing really well. It was not painful. She just breathed this huge sigh of relief because every other time he was trying to nurse, it was just so painful for her. She was worried about getting mastitis. And, um, you know, I just wrote a letter to the doctor too. Like, I don't care if you don't believe in this, but also you're a man and you just like discounted my wife and just made her feel so bad and so foolish to even discount such a, you know, ridiculous thing. And, you know, I, I was just like flabbergasted at someone and it really like changed the outcome of our baby's development and growth, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I believe now for sure. And it's something I, I would look into because um, one of my, one of the TMJ specialists who's a dentist, he has an examination for it. And he actually has a doctor who he has to send out a state for it because he doesn't trust any of the local doctors. Um, but he said it, it is very common or it is a common finding. It just, I never thought of looking at it, but it makes total sense. Yeah. And, and um, not, not only, um, I mean, of course it, it's going to affect the baby's ability to, to latch and, and nurse properly, but, but the tongue is the, you know, I've, I've heard it described as the chief architect of the face. If that tongue is tied, and it's not sitting in its natural position up on the maxilla, the maxilla doesn't grow sufficiently wide. The consequence of that is the child is told as they're getting older that they've got crowding of their teeth and either the teeth, historically the teeth would be pulled out um, and then orthodontic work. These days the orthodontic world are much more clued up on the dangers of doing that. So they use palatal expanders to actually encourage that growth, which should have taken place previously. But the other bigger consequence of that high um, uh, palate um, that's, that's, you know, tall and narrow rather than wide and, and, um, and flatter is that it has a consequence on the airway. And um, that's where there's going to be in the adult years a greater tendency to develop your upper airway resistance syndrome or your sleep apneas because there's just less room there. Um, and that is that is the role of the tongue. So I think for the pediatric uh, uh, professional world to totally discount tongue ties is largely because they don't understand. There's just the lack of, of understanding and awareness of what the consequence of that tongue tie is um, on the development of the face and the, the dental arches, etc. So it's 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 very connected and. Um, the guys that I did um, the tongue tie course through, um, you know, they, they've got amazing insight into the health and development of young children who are not actually breathing properly nasally. Um, therefore, they're not oxygenating as much as they should. Uh, they, 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 or the ones that are always got snotty noses and getting sick and, and, and they're not coping well because they're always tired and then they get labeled having, you know, some other disorder like ADHD or, um, you know, they, they're not concentrating at school and they, they're exhausted because they're actually not getting good breathing at night. So the, the, the ripple effects of starting off um, with a suboptimal structure uh, by way of this tongue tie, it just has so many consequences. You know, it would be it would be like us just ignoring the fact that somebody has, you know, quite a substantial leg length discrepancy, 
and just letting them limp through life and develop all the secondary uh, issues that they are they will end up having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, I know modern pain science, you know, tells us that structure doesn't matter as much as we think, but we can't discount it completely. And I think that's where people start to they go too far in one direction. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we see people that have, we pick up tongue ties on adult patients and it's not part of their issue, right? They've just adapted to it. So that's not to say that every tongue tie is going to have massive consequences. But if you can identify it, especially before the development and you recognize that there is a risk associated with it, why not rectify it? It's such a quick, simple, safe procedure. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks. That's super interesting. And I hope that you guys, any of you guys, uh, I know a lot of people don't treat TMD or cervical, but um, you know, what I always like to say is every TMJ patient is a cervical patient, but not every cer cervical patient is a TMJ patient, but it might be just another thing that you could look into potentially. Um, you know, if someone has very restricted cervical range of motion or difficulty with breathing, if you do a lot of breathing work, um, just another thing that we could potentially look into. So uh, where, can, uh, where can people find you? Anywhere on social media or uh, you have a podcast or anything or any seminars or books? Uh, no, none of those. <laughs> uh, but uh, my practice uh, URL is melbournetmjcenter.com.au um, and um, people are welcome to contact me, uh, send an email. They can send it directly to me at Darren, D-A-R-R-O-N, at melbournetmjcenter.com.au or just connect with me on LinkedIn and I'd be happy to chat. All right. Hey, thanks for coming on, Darren. Um, it's been my absolute pleasure and um, appreciate the opportunity to tell the story. All right. Yeah, if you guys found the story interesting, uh, definitely leave us a comment on social media. Make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. As always, you guys have a good one. Untold Physio Stories is now sponsored by MyPT Insurance. Insurance just got easier. Through continued research, MyPT Insurance has crafted a policy that is economical and provides you with the peace of mind you need. Your extensive education, training, and experience as a PT allows you to assist clients in achieving their personal health goals. By practicing without individual professional liability insurance, you could be placing your career and future finances at risk. Whether you're a student, self-employed, or employed with a company, MyPT Insurance is here to provide affordable insurance coverage while protecting you and your patients. MyPT Insurance's plan also includes mobile coverage, which means it follows you wherever you work in the United States. Employed rates and self-employed rates are available. Visit MyPTInsurance.com edge to sign up today. If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you.